Welcome to University College's podcast, I Do Declare, the podcast that offers unique academic and experiential insights from the people who put the major in exploration. Welcome to another episode of I Do Declare, University College's podcast. Today, our guest is Tabitha Riley, Academic Program Coordinator in University College and MSU alum. Tabitha, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Adam. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so glad to have you. I know we've had conversations about work, about tons of different stuff, but to have you on the podcast is, is a real pleasure. Thank you so much. Um, I'm super excited. This is my first time doing this, so I'm glad to have this opportunity to be here with you. Awesome. So considering our audience, pre-major students, those who haven't decided just yet on a major, uh, tell us about your education background. I know you've got your bachelor's in theater yes. and your master's in higher education. How, yes. did you, how did you come to those points? Sure. Um, I will say when I first started out on my collegiate journey, I actually wanted to be a school teacher. Mm-hmm. My god sister used to teach kindergarten and I would go to school with her, you know, on days that I had off. And I'm like, oh, I'll be a teacher. That's, you know, looks really cool. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, this is something I don't want to do. <laughs> okay. I've always loved the arts. Um, I was heavily into dancing. And so I went to Hampton University and I said, oh, I'll dance. But they didn't have a dance program. So I was kind of in limbo. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then I had a conversation with my dad and he's like, why don't you do theater? Mm -hmm. I had done a couple of things in high school and then some things like outside of high school, like community theater. And so I said, fine, I'll just choose that. And it was the best decision I've ever made. I had such an amazing experience. I met so many different people. And my senior year was probably the best mm-hmm. because uh, for our senior project, we did The Wiz. And oh, yeah, fantastic. it was super cool. I got cast as Dorothy. So Come that on. was even Actually, more cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, it was great. Um, I would say after graduation, Came back home, and I'm like, okay, what do I do now? And I went over to the city, maybe about six months, didn't book any jobs, because I did want to perform on Broadway. Mm -hmm. And then I had to be realistic and say, okay, I really want money. I was tired of asking my parents to support me. And so I got a job, not in theater, in corporate America. Mm -hmm. So I did that for a little while. And then eventually I got hired at Montclair State. And once I got here, I thought about getting my master's, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't really sure if that's something that I really wanted to do because I was still trying to decide, okay, what would I get my master's in? I didn't necessarily want it in theater anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. And a couple of my colleagues in the office, I was in undergraduate admissions, they were actually in the higher ed program. Okay. And they were talking a lot about it. And, you know, I loved what I did in admissions and I could see myself growing in higher education. And so it was almost like a natural progression for me to start that program. And I graduated last spring, May 2021. Huge. Congratulations. Thank you. And this subject we'll revisit in a little bit. Of course, (laughs) with continuing on. Yes. Um, so looking at the degrees and as we think about our audience again, what sort of students gravitate to, say, theater? What were some sort of common mindsets? Well, definitely creativity. We can, we can easily see that. But what are some yeah. of the other characteristics you saw? So I would say communication mm-hmm. is a big one. Um, what I learned in the theater is you have to be able to communicate with everyone. You have to be able to communicate with your uh, colleagues on stage. You have to be able to communicate with the backstage crew. Um, you have to be comfortable with public speaking. 
So although <laughs> although you're not necessarily like standing by yourself in front of a huge uh, in front of a large group of people, you know, you have your other actors on stage with you, but you have to be comfortable with that. So that's a skill that I would say you would definitely need to have. Mm-hmm. If you're shy, you're going to have to come out of that immediately. Got to work it out. <laughs> um, the funny thing is, though. I would say for me, I could kind of see my persona change from being on stage versus being off stage. Okay. Um, I think over the years, I've become a little bit more introverted. Interesting. Um, so when I'm on stage, I'm, I'm alive. I'm this other person. But when I come off, I'm just kind of, you know, to myself a little bit. So you can kind of see that dynamic. So not to say if you are shy that you can't be uh, a theater major, but you have to be comfortable with communicating and speaking in front of other people. Absolutely. The other thing is, I would say, um, good problem solving skills. There's so yeah. much that happens in the theater, um, things that people don't even know that go on on the stage, and you're like, oh my gosh, how do I move to the next thing, you know, without letting the audience know? So, being able to think on your feet as well, uh, you have to be able to do that improv. Um, I don't think I'm the best at like improv per se, like if we were to do an improv <laughs> show. But you have to be quick on your feet. If you forget a line, you can't just freeze you on stage. You have to roll with it. And you have to trust that your uh, your co-actors are going to be there to help you as well. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. So let's look at how some of those characteristics, communication, being quick on your feet, problem solving, how that relates to the current day in your APC role. And I know working with you. You know, those things you got 100%, and we know we need them, but yeah, Yes, absolutely. There. It's funny that you asked me that question because as I've begun to reflect on where I am now, I do see that a lot of the skills that I learned as a theater major, I'm literally using them every day. Yeah. As a program coordinator, you know, having to facilitate things, having to problem solve and making sure that everything is done the right way. Um, for example, yesterday we hosted our Decider Your Major Come event, on. which was phenomenal. Huge. We had an awesome, Huge. awesome panelist. So shout out to everyone who came yesterday. But there are some things that happen like right up until the moment. But if you didn't know, if you weren't on our team, then you would not have known that something had happened. Um, so you have to be able to just kind of think on your feet, move quickly, be able to problem solve. And that's something that I'm literally doing every day. Yeah. And I think with the communication... So much of your work involves collaboration. Yes. Whether it's something related to catering, the place, the speakers, the panelists, yes. the content of the program, managing the program, emceeing the program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, all of that. So, yeah, it's helped me more than, than I thought. So even when you think about being a pre-major student and not really knowing what it is that you want to do or not knowing how your degree is going to help you. And I know yesterday we kind of talked about that yeah. in deciding your major is that those skills that you learn, you can take those into any field. Absolutely. Yeah. And we, we talk so much about major does not dictate career. Right, exactly. And I am a walking book yeah. <laughs> of that. I'm like, you know, the, the poster woman for that. Um, yes, I would have loved to do Broadway, but it didn't happen that way. But I'm still using those same skills and I'm still able to be productive in what I'm doing now. Absolutely. It's such a nice marriage. And I would hope that for some folks, it's a relief to know that what you study, mm-hmm. uh, whether or not we do and apply that that learning directly to that field, it's always going to come into play later on. And yeah. I, I really firmly believe that. Absolutely. And I think when you're when you're that young, when you're in college and you're still trying to figure things out, even mm. what you're going to do after college, you don't necessarily realize the skills that you've learned and how you're going to use them later on. Because I had that 
thought process, I would say probably within the last one to two years. Mm -hmm. So even in my prior role coming to University College, there were some things that I was still able to utilize um, working in the Office of Undergraduate Admissions. All the way. Yeah. So So looking at the big picture here, uh, you've ended up, at least at this point, in a field that we call higher education. So two-year schools, four-year institutions, you know, the big party, so to speak, in Mm -hmm. terms of education. How did you get to higher ed? Because a lot of folks don't know that, hey, you could do something in that area. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a conversation um, that I have often. Mm-hmm. Um, as a college student, I guess for me, I went to college but never really looked at the people that were working at the university and thinking, okay, yeah, this is something that I could do with my life. Never imagined that. I was in corporate for, I would say, over 10 years. Wow. I actually worked as, uh, did a lot of customer service work. For a very long time. And Montclair State had posted a position for a customer service coordinator. So I said, oh, well, I can do this. Like, I've been doing this for forever. I've worked in call centers and things like that. So I had those skills that I could bring, even though I had never worked in higher ed. And went through the interview process. They hired me. Shout out to Jordana. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, yeah, that's how I got to, to Montclair State. And Montclair State was my first experience with higher education. After I got the uh, job here, yes, it was customer service focused, but I literally did everything that I could to learn about higher education. So I was doing things beyond what my responsibilities were. Mm -hmm. And I think that really propelled me to want to get that degree in higher education. So being able to talk to parents about Montclair State, what the admissions process was like, um, letting them know that you do have options. You don't have to have it all figured out. When I first started, University College wasn't even established yet. Right. But I was still having those conversations with students based off of my experience because I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do when I first set out um, to do college. So... Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I just think that it was a great experience for me. And I think in any role you want to push yourself to do something beyond, you know, what it is that you're expected to do, because that's the way that you learn. You know, I asked for volunteer opportunities, um, to do different things in the office. And that helped me to get the role that I'm in now as an academic program coordinator, because I had developed these other skill sets, um, that enabled me to, um, work in university college. Absolutely. And I can say from personal experience, having been involved in the interview process, you were different from the other candidates. And I think some of that had to do because you came from corporate. Mm -hmm. I mean, you were taking notes during the interview. You followed up with thank you notes. They were appropriately written. There was just a professional polish that you brought into into the whole environment. And maybe if you could talk a little bit about any similarities or difference between, say, corporate and higher ed. Yes. Specifically, I will tell you it's less rigid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, higher ed. Yes, the higher ed is less, <laughs> is less rigid. Working in corporate, I'll say um, I worked in two call centers, mm-hmm. and they're very strict. So everything is on a timeline. I mean, you can't be away from your desk for more than a certain amount of time. You have people constantly listening to your calls. There are certain things that you have to say. And so you know, over time, that mm-hmm. becomes a part of who you are, you know, how you say things, how you relate information, how you communicate so that the customer can understand. Um, and so, you know, doing that over and over, day in and day out, I was able to develop those customer service skills to be able to communicate effectively, not only verbally, but mm-hmm. sending communication, because that's still another way that you're connecting with someone. 
uh, tone is very important. And that's something that I will often relate even to my student workers when I was in undergraduate admissions is you have to be cognizant of how you're speaking to someone, not just verbally, but in communication and also face to face. You have to watch your facial expressions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so a lot of that, honestly, I think I developed those skills from my theater degree. Boom, because there it comes when, again. Yeah, when you're in the room with someone, whether you're working, I mean, whether you're in school, whatever it is you're doing, that moment, you are the actor and the people in front of you are your audience. Mm. So how do you um, work your audience? How do you work with those co-actors in the room? And I've been able to develop those skills. Um, and I honestly, I think my degree helped me with that. Beautiful. So going back a little bit to the education piece, uh, Tabitha's going next, next level. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about about your doctoral program. Oh, my goodness. Um, if you would have told me even five <laughs> years ago that I would be enrolled in a PhD program, I would laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I barely wanted to get my master's after I graduated from college. I was so stressed for my senior project. I said, I'm done with school. This is it. No more. But as I developed a love for higher education and I started to define what my goals are going to be in higher education. Getting a PhD was not even an option anymore. It was something that I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, I'll share. Um, one of my goals is to one day become dean of students of Get a down. university. Yes. Um, and it's kind of full circle because I came from corporate working in customer service mm-hmm. um, to doing customer uh. service here at Montclair State. And then as dean of students, literally, it's a large scale customer service Huge. role because you're constantly dealing with students on a daily basis. You're dealing with their parents. Um, you know, you're putting out fires every day. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what a great parallel. Yeah. Yeah. So I started really, really thinking, OK, what it is that I want to do and. The program that I'm in, Family Science and Human Development, kind of touches on all of those things. They have a great focus on Mm. social justice. And so it'll give me the opportunity to understand individuals and families and communities and how they operate. Mm. And then also, you know, from a social justice perspective. And then with Montclair State, you know, um, touting diversity here at Montclair, then I think that that's something that is going to benefit me in the long run. Beautiful. Again, yeah. So we've looked at the future in terms of your degree. Let's sort of rewind just a bit. Uh, What advice, knowing what you know now, would you give yourself as, say, a freshman or sophomore in college? (laughs) (laughs) Probably lots of things. Um, I guess I would say don't be afraid Mm -hmm. of the unknown. Okay. Because for a long time, I I was afraid. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what I was going to do with my degree, where I was going to end up. Um, yesterday, even, um, we were talking on, uh, in the event yesterday, mm-hmm. and we were talking about how we're not a monolith and how your life isn't linear all the time. Right. And one of our panelists made a good point that actually stuck with me, and this is the advice I would give my younger self, is it's okay to have multiple things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And there's a way that you can oh, yeah. tie everything in together. You don't have to just focus on one thing. And that's something that I would tell myself because me, I'm very like, I'm a creature of habit. So I'm like, okay, this <laughs> is what I'm going to do and this is it. And I think because maybe society has told us you have to pick something and you have to stick with this for the rest of your life. But in all actuality, that's not true. Mm. You know, you can dabble in lots of different things um, that will help fulfill you. So, yes, you have something that you're doing to bring you income. 
But then there's other ways to incorporate your passions as well. So that's definitely something I would tell my college self, freshman, sophomore year. Yeah. <laughs> it's great advice. Yeah. Because I think so much of the world with the gig economy, with people moving and shaking, changing jobs, yes. it's the sort of environment where our degrees are descriptions of what we can do. They're not a prescription. Exactly. I love that. I'm going to use that. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> well, let's end on a high note there. Thank you so much, Tabitha, for coming in today and sharing your advice and your insights. Thank you so much for having me, Adam. I'm super happy that you asked me to come in. Of course. And I was glad to talk to you and our audience today.